Hello and welcome to Ramblings from Nowhere. As always, I am your host, and joining me again this week is my co-host, Mr. Clay Dotson. Hello, Jason. How are you? You know, I always forget to say my name. Well, the last couple times I have forgotten to say my name. We don't know who you are. I am the host. So I am. The, I should say what I should have done is prefaced it with, "I am the host and pro Warzone player, Jason Hall." Oh, you're professional now. Yes, we have gone pro. Josh, Jonathan, and I are now professional Warzone players. Um, who uh, who sponsors you guys? Himbos and Tampax. Well, the Himbos one I'm still working on. Tampax, they they it's a no go. So we're. <laughs> Our our humor's too dry for them, so um, they didn't want to sponsor us. Uh, I, Is that what we're calling dad humor now? Just dry humor. Dry humor, yes. And uh, uh, we're still working on other sponsors. So if anybody feels like sponsoring our pro Warzone team, uh, just let us know because we do have between the three of us, we have three wins now. Uh, Jonathan, yeah, three. Well, I mean total. Well, no, two. Sorry, I'm. I'm I'm too excited. As a group, you have two I'm, I'm too wins as a team. I'm, yes, I'm too excited because um, uh, if you listen to the show, you know that we have been butting our heads against the final circle for a long time, and we broke through last week and got two wins, uh, one in trios and one in duos. Um, I'll say this, Clay. It's pretty amazing <clears throat> the difference in play styles between quads trio and duo i've actually not done any solo stuff in there but um it's just like it's like three different play styles that people use depending on what they're playing um quad seems like it's just all out mass hysteria Uh, it's just madness which is fine you know i understand you got four dudes of course you're going to roll a little bit stronger than you would you know in a trio or a duo thing trio seems to be a little bit more um, a, 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 there's a little bit more caution to teams most of the time, and then duos is like this uh, more of a uh, sneaking around type of deal. So uh, it's pretty neat to see that kind of stuff within the game. But yeah, Jonathan pulled out the win, our first win, and and that was the trio win, and uh, he killed one guy at the end. And then I we haven't decided if. If you watch the video, you can hear somebody die from the circle. Right. So I don't know if they got caught outside of the circle or if they were down by the guy that Jonathan, guy or girl, that Jonathan killed and then, you know, the circle got them in the end. But uh, <clears throat> and then the second one, Josh and I, uh, it was a pretty uh, pretty intense match. Um, we were being hunted for about half the match. We had a bounty out on us. And luckily, we had a trophy system that saved us. And then from there, if you've seen the video, well, you've seen it. Uh, I didn't post that one, but that last 30 seconds is pretty intense. Right before I started recording, Josh was actually downed, and the circle was coming in. I managed to get back to him and revive him, and then we were moving in. I think I got caught outside of that circle like three times. Just happened to catch the first the, my first kill was that first kill you see in that video, Clay. I had really? two, I had two downs, and they were at the very end. Uh, that dude to my left, the first one, I just uh, randomly caught him in the corner of the screen, took him, and then saw the other dude running, and he was outside of the circle too, taking damage. So you know, I mean, it wasn't going to take much, but 
uh, that's where that game shines is once you get in there and you're at that very end point and isn't that uh, the point in all battle royale games though? Isn't that where they yeah. all shine? Is when it comes well, down I don't to know. the metal like, or down to the yeah, yeah. That's 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 the catch for these games. Yes. Why did I say down to the metal? I don't know well, what the hell I'm thinking about. Yeah, it, it, uh, but I know what you're saying, and yeah, that's cool. the catch. That's that's the hook for the game. I think is that that if you get down in that last last ten or so, depending on what the circle's doing, and you know the intensity amplifies, and then from there you know by the end of it you're there's and no doubt there's a lot of luck that comes in it i mean it's all about where you're positioned and stuff and all that right so, uh but that's when it really shines uh again i think for me because i am not a good call of duty player when it comes to regular multiplayer uh it's too i think i'm too old and it's too fast paced and my my old body and mind hand eye coordination does not work in that type of setting but when it comes to the battle royale type of thing where there's a little bit more of the sneaking and that kind of thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it's more my speed when it comes to that. Now, but the strange thing is, uh, I know you're still playing Battlefield constantly. So, but I can jump into a game of Battlefield and feel like I can hold my own in that. I don't know if there's, I don't know what that difference is really. You play them both more than I do, the multiplayer stuff. Do you do you think that is there that big a difference between the two? Is it guns or do you think Call of Duty seems to me always has been the faster of the two? You know what I'm saying? Just no doubt, man. Gameplay Call wise, Duty is like just Call of Duty is like driving a, a muscle car, mm-hmm. just going from zero to sixty. Yeah, Battlefield. I mean, yeah, there's points in Battlefield where I feel like I'm going fast because sometimes I'll try to flank, mm-hmm. trying to capture a point. And here I've got like six or seven guys, and I got a shotgun with like seven rounds in. I'm like, oh, here we go. Yep. And so I'm just running, running, running. But no, <clears throat> Call of Duty definitely is the running gun. It's it's literally Kill Death Simulator 3000 because yeah. people care about their kill death ratios. I still care about it. I don't give a shit for a battlefield. I just want to win. Right. I just want to win the game outright. But what do you think? Still, what do you think it is that makes you make that distinction between between the two games? You know, okay, in Call of Duty. I want a good kill death in Battlefield. I just need that win. You know what I'm saying? What What is it that makes you prefer one over the other in those games? You Battlefield is Battlefield to me is like, uh, I mean, my bread and butter is like capturing points. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's Conquest and Rush are pretty much staples of right. Battlefield. You know, right? It's Call so, of Duty, of course, has Team Deathmatch, which I think is probably its, its most. I guess most people will probably mm-hmm. say that it's their most favorite mode than Hardpoint Domination. Kill confirms fun because you know you just have an incentive to kill still, but you also have to get their dog tags, whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just and it's insane. I mean, the maps too in Call of Duty are a lot smaller. I mean, they're very well. I don't know. I, I did play the new Call of Duty. It seems like the maps are a lot larger. I guess it's because they want to do that ground war, whatever they have. But yeah, most of the time, Call of Duty though, the maps had like three different ways that you could get from point A to point B. You know, different lanes, if you will, maybe three or four lanes. Battlefield's just wide open. Mm-hmm. You know, you right. getting tanks yeah. and helicopters. I know you can do that now with the new Call of Duty, but that's always been a staple of Battlefield is destructible environments. Hey, I can get in a vehicle if I want to, or I can sit back and snipe if I want to. I rem- Call of Duty is just a different beast. Right. I remember when they introduced in Battlefield the destructible environments, wasn't it the first Bad Company game where we really got that, where you could take it down a whole building and all that stuff? Oh, yeah. 
Wasn't that yeah. the first one? You remember that demo they released for it on, I can't remember the map now, but it was the desert map that we played nonstop until the actual game came out. I think it was Battlefield 3, though, wasn't it? No, I think I think it was Bad Company. Actually, Battlefield 3 had that Operation Metro. Yes. So, uh, But Bad Company was before Battlefield. Either way. Anyway, it was. The, the destructible environment stuff is a huge part, and like you said, the vehicles and stuff. I prefer Battlefield uh, when it comes to just straight, you know, not the team deathmatch, but like you said, Conquest and Rush is freaking awesome. So I, I'm more of a Battlefield, but... Uh, when it comes to Battle Royale, I, as I've said numerous times now, uh, we're not going to stay on it much longer, but uh, Call of Duty's become my go-to when it comes wow. to that stuff. I think I'm up to, for this season, and we started late in the season, I'm at rank 135, and I made it up to, I'm in the 80s on the Battle Pass tiers of unlocks wow. out of 100, so... I feel pretty good, but I mean, they do a lot of double XP and you can get a lot of uh, double XP tokens to, you know, bump that up and make it go a little quicker, but... Um, Man, I was sitting there, though, the night that you sent me your first video of your win. I was already bad. I was like, why is Jason sending me shit on Xbox Live? Don't be sending me dick pics again, Jason, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, good, well, we sent it, and I, I told, because that was the same night we recorded the last episode, you know, that was when you said that you were going to get onto Warzone and logged that first win before we ever did yeah and so we were sitting there and i was like oh, i gotta send it to clay and jonathan's like you should go into he asked because i said we recorded the episode he said have you edited it yet and i was like no he said you should get on there and put a put a little cut in saying that uh we had won that kind of thing but i was too lazy to do that so but it, did, it did feel good to you know how it is anything like that when you keep pushing and trying to get to that point where you can get that win to finally get that win under your belt. So, what if I have video though of me winning a battle royale with Call of Duty? I would be proud. months before. What? I would like to see it, and I, 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 and I will give you props for winning it. I will. Well, I'm you know I'm going to be that asshole. I got to be the one upper, right? <laughs> I hate people like that. By the way, no, I did not get a win, whatever. But I hate one uppers, mm-hmm. the worst types of people. Like, you can be sitting there. They even want to one-up you in, like, the shitty category. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm sick, blah, blah, I've got cancer, I'm dying. Well, you know, well, you know, I lost my dad in a car wreck, and then, you know, I kind of got this paper cut on my ball sack, and, yeah, man, I got rat, I got bad, too. It's like, man, screw you. Like, people, some people just the worst. Oh, goodness. Seriously, I mean, it gets bad when things are just shitty and people want to try to compete with you for right. how shitty their lives are. Well, speaking of uh, terribleness, uh, this has been a terrible week for us to have uh, anything to talk about. Um, I had been banking on because the PS5 reveal yep. was this week and it got pushed back due to uh, outside circumstances, which we will not go into here. Um, I think everybody knows what's going on in the world, so there's no point in us uh, harping on it anymore. Uh, It got pushed back. Uh, Season 4 of Warzone got pushed back. Uh, I was pretty excited because it's a full map change for Season 4, it looks like. There's a nuke. nuke, There's a nuke. There's a nuke on the uh, map up above the dam in a bunker, and everybody's expecting it to go off and flood the map and completely change the whole map which is pretty cool but we'll just have to wait and see so that being said clay since there's i have i have one piece of news to get to and it's 
the best I could do, but that's okay. Clay, I have not been doing much of anything uh, other than playing Warzone, obviously. I did finish Season 4 of uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, okay. and man, what a payoff for that entire war storyline that I've been following since the beginning of him, of him. This being, is what we've come to. Huh? He, he was, you know, he was ousted from the Klingon Empire because his father was quote unquote a traitor and had sided with Robin, which, which he had not. But it kept on and it, it kept coming back to it. And finally, you get the payoff at the end. Plus, you got to see Tasha come back. Well, okay, quote unquote Tasha. It was her daughter. Right. back in at the end of the season so i have started season five i'm a couple episodes in of course the first episode was a the conclusion to the two-parter but uh still digging that um i will say this i had touched a couple weeks ago when jonathan and josh were on and we had talked about jonathan asked the question of if we prefer self-contained stories throughout these seasons or an overarching story and i had the first thing that come to mind for me was Lost, just because I was a huge Lost fan back in the day, as an over, you know, an overarching story throughout the whole thing. But um, then they brought up some more. But then this season five, you know, of Star Trek had that whole thing going on. I can't think of anything earlier, but I'm sure there is more. I'm sure there's been there, and I'm just not thinking of it. But my question is, and I meant to ask you. Which do you prefer? Do you prefer a self-contained story, or do you prefer the overarching story throughout the whole season? Well, do this. Do the self-contained stories actually tell the story as a whole over the season? Uh, mostly, we, yeah. Well, okay, yes. Jonathan's uh, example. Self-contained stories sound more like uh, well, something John, like Jonathan's example was Star Trek. Most, for the most part, Star Trek Next, Next Generation was a you know each episode was a self-contained story you might you got uh you had more in i think season four of moving on the overarching story which was the klingon right thing but you know what i'm saying when you look at star trek you think of single episodes maybe two-parters which was jonathan's example there were a lot of great two-parters but for the most part you know everything was a self-contained story when I think of overarching, I do think Lost is one of the ones that comes to mind for me because it was an you know it was a continuous story, overarching story with self self contained stories within that. But you know what I'm saying? It was still thinking, you still had the whole thing. I'm thinking of like something completely different then because I do appreciate uh, an arc going throughout the season. I do appreciate stuff that can tell self contained or you know shows that can tell a self contained story. But I'm also thinking about shows like X Files, which was your monster yes, of the week. When, yeah, that's when we. But at the same up. time, but at the same time, you know, it had a story behind as it, the scenes. As it went further, was, as the seasons went on, you got more into an overarching story that lasted throughout the whole season. You know, on on the fringes of those self-contained stories. When you think speaking about speaking of it, which, Fringe. That's another great Fringe, show. Man, Again, it's such it, a good show. Yeah. It's such a good show, and I think I think it was the writer strike that kind of crippled it, didn't it? That and yes. uh, Battlestar Galactica. Uh, Fringe is another great uh, example, though, because it was another monster of the week. But at the same time, they're mm -hmm. also telling this overarch overarching story about you know the alternate Earths, the parallel Earths, whatever it was, which was so cool right. in itself, and the fact that it had Leonard Nimoy in it. But uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I. 
Like I said, we're in the golden age of television. Right I, now. Think, I don't think people know realize how good we got it. Like, I, I think now you see more, more of an overarching story throughout a season just because most of these seasons, like we've talked about before, are only 10 to 12 episodes. So you can put that overarching story in there and tell a, you know, a co- cohesive story over the entire season and still have that, as you said, you know, Monster of the Week or whatever the subject may be. You know what I'm saying? But now streaming services, though, have changed the game, though. I mean, it, thing, storytelling, I think, has now it's shifted. All, now it's all binge. Yeah, it's all, it's not like bite-sized episodes. I mean, you still have appointment TV, like on, you know, your network TVs, like HBO. Man, and, uh, Disney Plus, you know, Mandalorian was a appointment TV, definitely. Yeah. And, yeah, but, yeah, streaming services have definitely just steered storytelling in a different direction now, where mm-hmm. everybody just wants it now, 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 instead of just letting that slow burn, that enjoyment of, you know, what do I got to do this Sunday? Oh, shit, you know, Game of Thrones is on, mm-hmm. new episode. I can't wait to see what happened from last week. You know, I, mean, right. I always love appointment TV. I guess mm-hmm. it's because you grew up with that, right? So. I think that's part of it. Uh, I think some of it, um, I, I still would have, uh, as I've said, Stranger Things, I would prefer to binge just because uh, that's me for that one. Um, it's one that I want to, I watched the last season over a weekend, but that's just me with that one. But something like The Mandalorian, I appreciated it the way you know from week to week and having that time to lay down those theories about what's going on in between episodes so you know i it i'm either or it just i think it for me it it depends on the show as to whether i'd rather binge it or you know have appointment tv type of thing speaking of mandalorian do you think what's his name's gonna be in it who's what's his name that that person that other mandalorian what's his name again you talking about the Timothy Olyphant one? No, no, no. The other guy. The other guy. Um, Tamora. Um, yeah, who's he playing? Well, he. Wait, played, who, who's, it, who's he playing? Django. Who? No, not not Django. Boba? Who else is he playing? Boba. Where? Where? Sorry, I wanted to set you up for that shitty joke. <laughs> I don't know what cracks me up about Han Solo <laughs> saying that shit. It always does. I mean, some of you guys get it. But literally, it always cracks me up when he's when he's like Boba Fett. And Where? Boba Fett. Where? And, I, and uh, you know that started the tradition, by the way. And I know we're getting off topic here again, but that just brings me another thing. That started tradition in Star Wars, where you have a badass character go out like such a little bitch. Yep. Seriously. Yeah. Boba Fett. Where? And of course, is you know jetpack, and then he's in the Sarlacc. Then you, had, yeah. then you had the Darth Maul and <sighs> gets but, put down by an apprentice. Listen, I love Obi Wan more than probably anyone else. Hello there, Anakin. I have the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> you were the chosen one. That's the name I haven't heard. And um, but yeah, so yeah, why did Star Wars do that to such awesome characters? They did that with Captain Phasma twice, mm-hmm. twice, twice. twice. And I love they that character. That, they did that to Ben Solo. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, enough, enough of this. I, now I'm going to start talking about Rise of Skywalker. It's just going to make me cry. No, we, so. we are a Rise of Skywalker-free podcast this week. Um, we have, oh, how the mighty have fallen. Uh, we have, uh, we've lost all hope. All hope is gone. Um, we're going to move on from that one uh, before people start sending us hate mail about 
But they're going to be like, oh, wow, Clay's right. You know, all the coolest characters in Star Wars it's go true, out so though. terribly. I mean, you got that. Okay, a lot of people won't say that Padme is an incredible character. But, you know, I mean, look how she went out. She died of a broken heart. I mean, come on. Really? Okay, listen. Revenge of the Sith is good. Of all I, the I'm not, it is good. I, I'm not but knocking. Is, it kills me. Yeah. It just kills me. I remember watching it with you. We previewed it. We're so yeah. excited. And I'm like, man, this is intense. And it's like... Oh, hello, what did she die from? She died of a broken heart. I was like, get the fuck out of here. No! That's like, well, I mean, I mean, that opening uh, space battle is awesome. You know? Oh, it's yeah. good stuff. Uh, I'm with you. I mean, I total agreement. I think 3 is the best one of the prequels, and I still think that it is still overlooked and put down when it should not be. Uh, yes, it has its problems, don't get me wrong, and I won't say it's the best Star Wars movie by far. I will say it's better than Rise of Skywalker. Oh! Uh, there we go. Oh, I said it. I said it. Wow. So, uh, but anyway. Uh, Did I you mean, probably watch the, all the Clone Wars? Still have not. Uh, that is on my to-do list. I, I need to. Jonathan was talking about it, too, uh, on Dude, that episode. That final, those final episodes yeah. are just bone-chilling. He was it talking about well how amazing done. the music was in it and so on and so forth. So, I need to get back to it. Um... I, probably I just want to be like, I mean, Dave Floney man is like, they're going to be the savior of Star Wars. You know, the more, the more you say that, and the more I watch the, have you been watching the Mandalorian behind the scene, behind the scene stuff? Uh, I haven't, no. Gallery thing. He's no. in, he's in it. Uh, well, he's in every episode I've watched so far, but the more I watch it and the more you see how much he loves Star Wars and how Especially much. Especially the prequels. He, I mean, that yes. detail he gives yeah. about the dual mm-hmm. face literally being like they are dueling for the fate of Anakin. Right. I was like, first yeah. of all, I got real quiet when, I, when he said that, and I was like, nerd. Not really. He, I thought he was <laughs> it was well said. I didn't really think of it that way because mm-hmm. just sitting there seeing a dude with the double side lightsaber fight two yep. Jedi. But I, I'm just, with you. Between him and uh, Favreau, uh, you know, we're in pretty good shape, I think. And Watiti coming on to do a Star Wars film, which I hope is completely in left field something you don't even expect which i expect from him you know what i'm saying so um i hope it's about a rodian family in the same vein as uh, married what, with children wouldn't you I love mean, it that's what wouldn't, i want wouldn't you love it if it was something like just something so off the wall everybody all star wars fans all they want are jedi and so on and so forth yeah. give us something that's like completely in left field that i want to know even, about the rodian who works at a you, crappy job at a shoe store on Coruscant. His name is Peepapo or some stupid Star Wars you know name they're going to give him. And his backstory's out there. But you know who I want a movie about? Because when I was growing up, when I would watch the first Star Wars, A New Hope, and the the, the cantina scene, mm-hmm. and you would see Hammerhead yeah. just pop up. Yeah. I, I the, the dude was so cool, just his look yeah. and everything, but who you know he? nothing about him. I yeah. had My parents got me the 12-inch, like, Mego, Hammerhead character, yeah, and all that, and it's like, but you you never knew nothing about him. Now I know what was his name, probably something stupid like Dingo Dongo or no, some I, George Lucas made up name. Hammerhead, if I'm not mistaken, was what they Seriously? went with. But anyway, Seriously? I mean, that's what I want is something like that, you know, something out in left field that you know. And if anybody can do it, it's Watiti. So we shall see. But all right, let's get off for Star Wars rant, uh, Clay. I know you have a ton of stuff that you've been wanting to talk about that you've done over the past week. So, uh, lay it on me. Uh, uh, my TV's awesome. I mean, I, I brought up a bunch of 4K stuff like I told you last week, but yeah. I'm going to continue to do it. 
Man, it just, it just looks so much smoother now playing video games on the Xbox One X. Um, I'm about so to, I'm actually about to upgrade my TV as well. I'm starting the search for the right one. So, Dude, um, HDR makes such a big effect. Yeah. I, I took like that screenshot on Battlefield, and when you kick in the HDR, like it's the difference mm-hmm. is noticeable, way noticeable. Make sure you get an OLED TV. That's so, all I'm going to say. Uh, Claire was like, why do you need another TV? Because we have a 4K TV, but it's an older model. Mm-hmm. And it's just one that's just 4K, no HDR or anything. So, I mean, you get the Christmas of, crisp, crispness of the picture and everything. Yep. But, you know, you, you're not getting that pop in the colors and all that stuff. And I was like, I just I just need the TV. Just give me the TV. That's all I'm asking. So, Jason, get what I got. So Only 2000 bucks. Only. Only. But I've started the search. Uh, I'm I'm researching right now what which way I want to go with it. So listen, you can probably get the B9 version. Just LG's kicking ass right now yeah. when it comes to the OLEDs. I mean, just look into yeah. that. You will not be. Go to the Reddit called OLED, mm-hmm. and they go over all the. I mean, there, there's a lot of people that talk about LG depth. on there. Yeah, yeah, but they'll help you just figure out. And dwell on it for a month, and then pull the trigger. So, so, <laughs> so that's exactly what I did. So, other than TVs, Clay, anything else? Not everything's good, man. Work's been great. I've just had a good work week, like just making these sales and getting these fake turf grasses put in places in Nashville yeah, and Chattanooga yeah. and your mom's house and what? But um, I don't know, man. Like everything's great. I just been playing, uh, playing Battlefield. Also went back to play Yakuza. Uh, I saw where you were playing that. Yep. Man, you gotta play that. You're gonna have such a good appreciation of that. It's so much fun. It it makes me want to go to well, Japan. I, I and what, what, what they've done, though, Jay, what they've done is is that you know um, Yakuza Zero is the prequel. You know, I think what Yakuza's been going on for a long time. I think it was on PlayStation mm-hmm. Two at one point or PlayStation Three. Started on PlayStation Two, I think, if I'm not mistaken. So. It just tells the story of Kairu and uh, Mashima, whatever his name is, and you just go between the chapters, and, and you're just in the city that they've recreated that I actually think is a, almost a replication of it. But anyway, so that was a fun game. And then when I started playing Yakuza 1, the Kiwami, which is a remake of the original game, I found out that they had used, I guess, portions of Yakuza 0 to you know, make Yakuza Kiwami, and so I'm in a city now, like, because Kwame Zero is set, excuse me, I get mixed up. Yakuza Zero is set in the 80s. Um, this is set in 2005, after he'd been in prison for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And it, it, everyone's using cell phones versus when people were using beepers and stuff like that in the 80s. It's just really cool how they, they replicated the city, but made it advanced, like, you know, from 1980s to the 2000s. So, um, but there's just so much to do. I'm just having fun. It's funny, too. It's just random. Yeah. I've always heard how funny it is, actually. Um, I have not done much either, but you know, we can't. We don't have any movies to talk about. Nope. Uh, TV shows. Uh, there's nothing. I mean, other than Star Trek that I'm really watching right now. I'm going back through the Goldbergs and watching, catching up on it. And uh, I have. I meant to start Space Force. Um, I watched the first episode of it, and there are parts that I thought were funny, and I'm just kind of like. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The thing is, you can't judge a comedy based off its first episode. It's right. still got it. It takes a, a full season for people to get off the ground with that. Took it with The Office, did that with Parks and Rec. 
uh, you know, any show just needs time to get its flow, you know, get its inside jokes, its characters to grow. So I'm going to try to go back and, and watch more of it. I mean, there's a lot of really good casting in it. It's, yeah. There's a lot of just funny people in there. It's so. getting some uh, down reviews, but I think a lot of that is that people are going and expecting The Office in space. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, which it's not, obviously. Uh, I'm going to try to catch it. Um, still waiting on um, Lovecraft Country. Uh, they just dropped a new trailer for it. I haven't watched it yet. But uh, pretty excited for that because I'm still reading through the book. Um, but, I mean, you've you got no movies, no games, a few shows. Um, well, comic books are back, but I guess comic Marvel's books just, back. Marvel still don't have this week. I didn't have anything. Uh, well, Claire's supposed to go by and pick mine up because they're in Cookville today. So if I don't have any comic books, she's going to be really mad at me for making her go to the comic book shop mm-hmm. for me. But uh, I'm still reading through that stack. Uh, I did catch up on X-Men. Uh, well, through the the brood storyline i think that's when it quit was after right after that when that when they quit shipping uh, uh yes sir because it uh I, I thought it was pretty funny at the end when brood become the king brood king of the brood and uh that was good it made me think back to the old uncanny x-men where you first got to see the brood and when they uh took over wolverine he had that internal struggle to uh with a brood that was trying to take over him. Uh, really good stuff. I can't remember the number on it right now, but um, that's back in the Claremont, and I think Dave Cockrum did the art on that one, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're, I think you're right. Uh, I've got it somewhere. So I am going to have to, though, Clay, I've decided to buy another comic book box <sighs> because I have comic books laying everywhere. I'm going to have to put them in a box. Which seals the deal that I collect comic books again, whether I want to admit it or not. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to go to my grandmother's this weekend. I've, I've got uh, 200 bags and boards to start putting up. Com- I, you know, actually, know what? Be- I'm sorry. Dang, Bean. Bean, sorry. Bean, Bean's not used to me recording so early. He still wants attention. So, uh, I guess I might as well pick up a box tomorrow and uh, take it with me to my grandma's because I've got comics everywhere too, man. I'm just. Uh, whatever. It's all good. I mean, you know, there's worse things that we could be doing than comic books. So yeah. I did find some podcasts though that you may want to listen to. How did this get made and how did this get played? One is about just how did these crappy movies get made? And then the other one's just about video games. Uh one of their earliest episodes was about uh Superman sixty four. Uh, just listen to one with Dragon Slayer one and two mm-hmm. and it just brought me down the memory lane. I'm not really familiar with the comedians I guess that they are that are doing the podcast for how did that get played but how did this get made is, I think his name is what Paul Shear and yes. uh, Jason Kostako, Stock, whatever he is he's in everything he's funniest mm-hmm. all get out um, but yeah I would definitely recommend those awesome I have no new podcasts um, I haven't been listening to well the same ones I always listen to I'm sorry Jason so. Manzokas. God, I'm mm-hmm. terrible. And then it's uh, Paul Shear and his wife, June Diane Raphael. Sorry, well, I looked it up. I didn't want to be a dick. I did. Um, last weekend, or last week's show, I mentioned The weekend because I had been listening to that. It tickles me to no end that you've been listening to that album. I just never thought well, you it's, would it's appreciate really good. something again, like that. Again, I mean that, that 80s, uh, I don't know if you want to call it synth pop, but you know, that it's 80, synth that 80s vibe to it you know that 80s electronic you know you had electronic in the 90s 
which I, I'm saying this because I'm about to bring up some other stuff I've been listening to. Uh, but, you know, you had electronic in the 90s, which for me started with uh, the Prodigy and Firestarter and all that stuff. And then I went down this dark electronic uh, hole that included uh, Dolly Parton, the Crystal Method, and so on and so forth. Just a whole bunch of bands Dolly like Parton. that. No, no, no. Chris uh, Christopherson. No, hey man, we don't talk bad about Chris Christopherson. All right, let's just really let's do just we leave though? It, let's just leave it there. Do we though? But anyway, uh, still digging that album. Uh, it's it's really good. Uh, but so I also. Am a huge fan of uh, Lady Gaga, and her new album dropped last week, or maybe it was this week. Either I way. didn't think I didn't think it was out. I thought she delayed yeah. it. Well, she had delayed it, but then it got released. Uh, Chromat- wow. Chromatica, I think, is the name of it. Now, um, I don't like it that much. I've only listened to it uh, once, and not all the way. Stupid Love's pretty catchy. Yeah, uh, and the one with. Uh, let me see. Let me pull it up here. Uh, Rain on Me, which is the one with her and uh, Ariana Grande, uh, yeah, pretty good songs. But like, uh, this is more of a dance centric album. Uh, her last album, Joanne, was an incredible album. Uh, it was one of my favorite albums of that year. But anyway, it's just different from that one, and I, I'm going to continue to give it a try. I'm still not sold on it yet. But that brings me to, I had mentioned them last week, uh, The Midnight. Uh, they have a new album coming out called Monsters and the cool thing about The Midnight okay is that their last album let me pull it up here because I can't remember the name of it right off the top of my hand their last album was Kids and it was released in 2018 and it's set in the and it's uh, centered in the 80s and about video games and computers it's about nerds the whole album it's electronic with some with, with lots of singing but anyway uh, it gives you that 80s vibe a little bit too um and their previous album was real good, but they have a new album coming out. Monsters uh, drops before too long. I'm not sure exactly. Doesn't give me the date yet. Uh, they've got two album, two songs off it. I've checked them out. It's really good stuff. Um, I would give kids a listen if you're like us and grew up on video games in the '80s and stuff. Uh, it really pulls you back into that time and stuff. It uh, really dig it. So I've been listening to that stuff and the Lady Gaga thing. Um, I'll say that the new uh, Dixie Chicks album is uh, not out yet, but the two songs off of it are pretty good so far, especially if you like uh, listening to Natalie Maine's Trasher Ex-Husband because she absolutely sets him on fire. The first song was Gaslighter, and she absolutely just torches him in it. Uh, it's pretty good stuff. Uh, other than that, I ain't got nothing that I've been doing. I've been That's why to... you don't date musicians. Oh, you, you know you're just asking for it. You I'm know you piss you. them off, you break up, bad breakup. They are going to write a song and they are going to you know, and you and you don't have a chance listen, to retort because no one gives a shit about you. Listen, you know, working at a gas station. Why? Why you would know? you? You know, I mean, like, and the Dixie Chicks. Yeah, you can laugh, but like their 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 last two albums. Well, the album before this one. Uh, Long Way Home, I think was the name of it. Don't have it right in front of me, but that was the one coming off of after 9-11 and all the stuff they said about George Bush and then Toby Keith trashed them and then everybody trashed them and so on and so forth and they come back with that uh, Long Way Home album where they absolutely torch everybody in it you know uh, so I have a lot more respect for them now I've always liked them somewhat I used to play a drinking game when we were in our younger 20s where you would have to drink 
every time a word started with R and the song was <laughs> ready to run and you'd have a beer drunk before the first chorus was done. Uh, so uh, anyway, um, I'm digressing. Uh, all of them good albums. None of them come out yet. I hate the way it's nice that you can now on Apple Music go ahead and preload an album and as songs are released off of it, you can go ahead and have access to them. But, man, it's such a long wait for some of this stuff. Waited forever for that Jason Isbell. But uh, let's kick, let's get off the music kick because we've uh, about run it all out. I can't think of anything else music-wise I've been listening to lately. Uh, but give The Midnight a try, Clay. I think you should give them a try. I really dig it. Uh, here's what it's going to get at, though. Do your music tastes change with the season, or is it just me? I don't know. Do you see I what mean, I'm saying? Now that I subscribe to Spotify, I listen to all kinds of random stuff. Do you now. see what I'm saying though? Like during the like during it seems like for me, like when the winter months are on and everything, I'm more of a uh, metal fan and like listening to heavier stuff that I grew up on in high school and that kind of thing. And then as the summer comes on, I get into stuff like this electronica kick I'm on and maybe it's just when everybody releases their stuff. I listened to a lot of Van Halen the other day because it felt good in the summer with the windows down, listening to Van Halen. I don't know. So like when you used to have hair. Well, that's you've never you've never known me with hair, so I, I don't even know what it's like to have wind blowing through your hair anymore. So I think my music taste changed with my mood. I don't think it has to do with mm-hmm. seasons. It just depends on what I, I mean. Because sometimes I'll be listening to the killers, that's true. like a yep. shit ton of killers, or then I will switch gears to Ryan Adams, and that's very that, ugh, that's all breakup depressing stuff. But <laughs> it's good music. You know, he's kind of a dick, but yeah. Or then I'll listen to Outkast, or then I'll listen to Kanye, or then I might listen to the Beatles, or then David Bowie, or then Pink mm-hmm. Floyd and Zeppelin. It's just a pants, man. So. Ah, speaking of Pink Floyd, I meant to mention this a minute ago. Natalie Maines of the Dixie Chicks did a, a solo album, mm-hmm. and one of the she covered Pink Floyd's mother on there. Really? And, and it's killer. Absolutely killer cover of that song. Love it. Uh, we want to start on Pink Floyd and how good they are, or how crazy they are now and hate each other do you see where i don't think they you hate see, each other yeah roger waters got out there and st- said a bunch of stuff about david gilmore again the other day and how he's blocking what? how he's blocking uh releases of like special editions of albums and all this stuff so you know it is what it is when it comes to pink floyd we had that one moment fleeting moment of hope that they would get back together for when was it uh for was it a live aid? What was that live aid thing they did a few years back? You remember? Oh man, it was when we were working the theater. I'm yeah. pretty sure. No, it, I wasn't at. The, but either way, we talked about it nonstop. So because they played together for what, like 15 minutes or something, and everybody had all these high hopes about them yeah. getting back together. It's kind of like everybody hopes for Led Zeppelin to get back together, that kind of thing. So, but I don't know if I'd want to see them that. Yeah, I'd pay to see them, but would it be as good as it could have been? No, you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if Roger. Uh, wait a minute. Why can't I get my it's Jimmy Page and Robert uh, Plant? I, I don't know if Plant can hit those high notes anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So anyway, anyway, anything else been happening, Clay? That we need to touch on before we move into emails? <laughs> uh, yeah, we're we're skipping everything. We're going straight to emails. Uh, before we get Nothing into else. the news story, one news story this week. All right. Our news story this week, Clay, is did you see that Sega announced a palm-sized Game Gear micro console? No way, really. Have you seen this thing? You have not? No. Okay. Look, dude, it is like 
it, it's teeny tiny. Uh, let me see. Let me get the dimensions on this thing. Uh, da, 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 pulling it up here. It, there's four different versions of it. Uh, it has a headphone jack, a charged USB, two AA batteries. I'm trying to find the screen size. Where's that at? Uh, it's the palm size gear. I just had it pulled up. Now I can't find where it said the screen. The, <laughs> it's a micro screen. It's itty bitty. Like I don't even think I could hit the buttons. It's so small. But there's three different uh, versions of, or four different versions, different colors. You have a black, blue, yellow, and red. Retails for $50 in Japan. Uh, it has not been announced for here. Uh, the black version, you get Sonic the Hedgehog, Puyo Puyo 2, Outrun, and Royal Stone, which is that uh, Power Stone? No, it wouldn't be Power Stone. No, it Power, Power Stone never came yeah. out for that. I know. After I said it, I was like, no, that's stupid. Uh, blue, you get Sonic and Tails, Gunstar Heroes, Sylvian Tail, Baku Baku Animal. Uh, with yellow, yellow is apparently the Shining Force one because you get Shining Force 1, 2, uh, Shining Force Gaiden, Final Con Conflict, and Nazu Puyu Ari no Ruix, whatever that is. And then red is Revelations, the Demon Slayer, Megami Tensei Gaiden, Last Bible Special, the GG Shinobi, and Columns are with the red one. So oh, cool. I, uh, it looks neat. I mean, it's a Game Gear, just a, like it's it's palm size. It's smaller than your palm. Oh, here it is. It has a one inch screen on it. Oh wow! A one inch <laughs> screen. Yeah, that's how small it is. So, uh, would would you? I love collecting these classic consoles and stuff. Uh, like I said last week, I got a Turbo Graphics sixteen mini. Uh, for me, it's fun to have them. Uh, I just like having them. For the for the looks alone, just having like a look, you know, a mini NES and Super NES and so on and so forth. But um, I don't know how much I would want one of these. None of the games really jump out to me. Did you ever play the Game Gear? Yeah, I had one. I liked the Game Gear, but I don't it's know. Like eight billion batteries just to yeah. keep it powered for like five minutes. I don't know if I like a one inch screen. No, not at all. You that like you talk about. Get, I would my head would be pounding after playing for like five minutes from having to strain to see it. Could you imagine playing something like Gunstar Heroes on a one inch screen? I just don't think no, you thank do you. It. Yeah, but uh, I, I, that might be one I would pass on. As cool as it sounds. So that's it for news, Clay. That's all I got. <laughs> all right, on to emails. That's it. That's all I got. No, I got some other stuff to talk about though. So this week, uh, we're going to... I pulled up one thing because I thought it was fun. I know we're both big Bond fans. Uh, I've got a Bond thing we're going to go through here, and then we're going to hop over to the Facebook page. There's been some fun stuff posted over there, and I just posted actually a thing on this Bond uh, thing we're going to go over here in a second. We got looks like we got some people that have answered it, so we'll see what they say. Uh, let's get started with that. Um, I run across this on Collider. It's the seven essential Bond movies you need to see to understand the franchise. So there's been 20, is it 26 movies now? Clay? Are you going to let me guess them? You're going to let me guess the movies? Okay, hold on. Yes, seven essential Bond movies. I'm not looking at the list or anything. You just go This ahead and encompasses me. all James All Bond? James Bond. Connery, Lazenby, Moore, and Craig. It's the entire franchise. So what? All right. 26 movies? Is that right? Is it 26 Yeah, Doctor No. That's the first James Bond movie. Hold on. Okay. Go on. Goldfinger. Okay. 
on His Majesty's Secret Service. Okay. That's three. <laughs> this is the hard part. Roger Moore, listen, man. Roger Moore, good dude, rest in peace, whatever. His Bond movies are kind of just... in some campy stuff. Yeah, it was campy as hell. But I'm trying to think of the most important Roger Moore, James Bond. I'm going to try to use logic in this. It's not going to be any of his 80s stuff. It's not going to be Moonraker. That was just all around campy. What about, Octo- let- what about Octopussy? I just like to say Octopussy. Yeah, Octopussy. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I'm doing my <laughs> shitty Sean Connery. Um, I'm going to say The Spy Who Loved Me. Okay. I don't think anything that Timothy Dalton did. Those two movies are just kind of hit or miss. I mean, the best thing about uh, Lost is the Kill is uh, this, that, uh, the song. Mm-hmm. So, but no. Uh, then let's go ahead and move on to uh, Goldeneye because I remember that being a big deal with Pierce Bronson being the new Bond. That was the one that brought Bond back. Yeah. What? How, what, how many movies do I have now? You've got two, four. four. You've got two more. Casino Royale and Skyfall. All right. I think you did okay. okay. I can tell you you didn't get them all, but I think you did okay, if I remember okay. right. Okay. okay. We're going to start at the first one they have is Goldfinger. Oh, they left out Dr. No, really? Yep. They went straight to Goldfinger, which we're in agreement on that one. That's essential uh, they say while Doctor Doctor No is okay and from Russia is pretty good, the best Sean Connery era has offers Goldfinger. I have to agree with that. I, yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. So they went Goldfinger, Her Majesty's Secret Service, which I totally agree with. That is one of my favorite Bond films, uh, just story wise and stuff. A lot of people don't like Lazenby, but that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, but he got married. Freaking, he actually got married. That's fell such in love a and then she good, died. Yeah. At yeah. the end of it. Oh my gosh. Uh, now, here we go. Roger Moore. You said Spy, which was good. But I think you might agree with this one when I tell you. The Man with the Golden Gun. Hmm. You know it. Christopher Lee, right. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I haven't, well with me. I haven't seen it in a long time, so... That's when they started bringing on that dumbass sheriff, remember, that made yeah. appearance in several Roger Moore movies. Yeah. He's always supposedly vacation at the same I, time Roger Moore was on <laughs> on mission or something. Um, I am uh, I'm a fan of Live and Let Die. It's not that good. It's really, really strange, but for some reason... Well, Live and Let Die is just like a riff off black expectation yeah. films of the yeah. 70s. Yeah, so... Uh, but yeah, the like that whole Roger Moore thing is just... Uh, and that's again like you said it's not knocking him but for me the and I think I mentioned it in the comments when I somewhere or something I posted um for me the thing that stands out most about the Roger Moore movies is the uh, A View to a Kill song from A View to a Kill from Duran Duran that's good um I was talking about actually talking about theme songs I think it was but anyway so then from there they've got License to Kill which if you're going to do a Timothy Dalton uh, Bond one. That's I think that's the one I'd go with too. Everybody forgets about the Living Daylights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they've got Goldeneye, so you got that one. Uh, they've got Casino Royale. 
Go Nye is so good, by the way. Yeah, it is. Go Nye is good, but then after that, I forget all the other. I forget whatever happens in the other Pierce Bronson so movies. You did good. You you got five out of seven. It was then Casino Royale and Skyfall. Hmm. So that's a good bunch. Uh, Skyfall is an incredible movie. Uh, Sam Mendes did a great job. So what they did was just take one from each Bond. If I known that, well, no, I think you got two of the Craig ones. Uh, one Bronson, one Dalton, one more, and then the Lazenby. And yeah, the they took Tom. one of each one. Um, so I don't think they well, had to. I can't really think. I mean, it's hard not to put Doctor No in there just because it's the one that started it. Right. Um, I always like Thunderball, but that's just because it had that uh, hokey boat chase in it you know um and that's when they started the whole specter thing too so yeah thunderball yeah so i think but yeah. um did you remember when casino royale royale came out excuse me mm-hmm. and it was so damn good mm-hmm. man so good but then that's when the the strike happened and yep. i remember that uh what was next after that uh quantum quantum of solace quantum of solace it felt like that movie could have been added on could have piggybacked it should have been it, it felt like it and Casino Royale should have been one movie. Exactly. One cohesive. So, yeah. But um, I thought it was fun. We don't talk, well, we don't talk about movies much at all lately, but um, we don't talk as much of a, as big a fans of the James Bond franchise as both of us are because we talked about it numerous times. I mean, we, oh, I've got my Blu ray collection over here so with every, I've got every my, one of them. Yeah, I got mine sitting behind me, too. Um, but I thought that was fun just to see. Um, it's a good list. I don't really have that many. Dude, I would love a James Bond TV show, like on HBO. Mm-hmm. Like, where it encompasses, like, the books itself. That'd be so cool. Um, so, let's see. I'm pulling up the post right now. Uh, Mike um, says he really liked the first four with Sean Connery on Her Majesty's Secret Service with George Lazenby. And all the Daniel Craig movies. The others are good too, but not as engaging to me. Um, I don't, probably the weakest, the weakest of the Sean Connery films is probably Diamonds Are Forever. Yeah, because remember, I mean, that's Sean Connery coming back. After that's George when he Lazenby. come back, and that wasn't even wasn't that that's that's the one that's not even done by uh, Albert Brock. What, I thought it was. What was the there one? There was Never Say Never Again. Never Say Never. I'm getting them mixed up. We don't yeah. talk about that one. Yeah, Never Say Never Again is the one that was done outside of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I'm getting Which is up. technically Never Say Never Again is like a remake of Thunderball. Yes. And it was and it would mess with your head because they're the same movie, more you know, more or less. When you're a kid, you're like, What's going on? But anyway. Um, Let me think about that though. Sean Connery, all, all those movies, I would say that the ones that count. Yeah, I think uh Diamonds Are Forever, it's cool that it's in Vegas and stuff like that, but I mm-hmm. feel like it's the weakest. Yeah. Dude, like, let's see. Doctor knows good. From Russia with Love, good. Goldfinger is phenomenal. Best, uh, you best only... theme song in a James Bond movie. Shoot, of course. Nice. What was that? Shirley Bassey. Yes. Yep. Um, and then, um, yeah. After, uh, yeah. By the way, live and live die. Or excuse me, not live and live die. Excuse me. You only live twice does not get the love it deserves. Mm-hmm. It was very good. I've been. Actually, like you said, I've got my Blu-ray collection back here behind me, um, and I've threatened to start watching them over again. I, I watched um, Her Majesty's not too long ago again, just because I, 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 I love the story in that one. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, 
from beginning to end and then he finally finds happiness at the end and then she gets killed and so on and so on. so um and the cool thing is is that i can't remember her name right now but she played uh what's her name in game of thrones um uh natalie Dorm- dormer's uh mom gosh why can't i think of it Hold uh she was also in the avengers the yes. uh, england emma, she was emma pill in the avengers wow. right uh let me look it up uh but I think Lazenby has always gotten a short straw for his James Bond. Let's see. Oh, it's Diana Rigg. Yes. Yep. Uh, she was in it, and of course you had Jane Seymour was in Live and Let Die. Yes. Um, but those Roger Moore ones, when I first got that collection and I was going through them that time, I mean, they, they're pretty hard to watch, some of them. Yep. It's pretty tough. So, but I will say, like I said a minute ago, "A View to a Kill" is a great freaking song. It's not the best James Bond theme song, but it's it's in my it's in my top. I don't know if I put it in my top five, but it's in my top ten for sure. So, but we won't even go into theme songs. My good. What else did everybody else say? I mean, what are their favorites? Uh, well, I just posted it a minute ago, so not too many people. Or that's the only post mm. on it so far. I thought there were some more, but those were just random stuff uh but a uh, pretty good list overall don't you think i mean I yeah. can, it's got its merits um i think i would stick with that roger moore man with the golden gun just because christopher lee you know eats up scenery and that one really good so clay from there let me pull this up i'm gonna go down through the facebook page for a minute um there was some fun stuff posted on here josh had a poll that he had put out uh, what was it? Um, as soon as I can find it here, I'll tell you. He posted it's probably today, dumb. He posted today that uh, I saw, he saw that uh, AMC Theaters has substantial doubt it can remain in business. That's pretty big news when you're talking about the largest theater chain in the country. Well, obviously they borrowed money that they couldn't, well, I guess they, what was? What do they say? They, uh, I guess they did whatever, you, I can't remember what I, what I was trying to get at, Jason, I'm sorry. Anyways, but uh, yeah, I guess uh, it sucks for them. You know, um, I'm not the biggest AMC fan, uh, theater-wise, although that's where we watch the Avengers Marathon, so I guess it'll always have a little place in my heart. Uh, But I I still hate to hear that about any theater chain, you know. But, you know, they did go out and they bought up Carmike and they bought up a couple other ones. I think they said that they have $718 million in cash, so, you know, a lot of it depends on what happens with when they start reopening theaters, which some the- – I saw that Cinemark is reopening their theaters, and they're not making people wear masks or anything when they go in. So, wow. maybe that may- what it may. Uh, but So, that's happening. I always hate to hear that. Um, where's that poll at? Oh, so did you know – I posted yesterday that – Hulk Hogan's No Holds Barred was released yesterday. It was released yesterday. Well, I mean... It 20 years it, it ago, 30 years ago. Yeah, it's 30 years ago or something like that. It was released on that day in 1989. Yesterday in 1989. Do you know how big... And I said this on there, but I was a huge wrestling fan, obviously. And at the time, WWF was... You know, that was where it was at. Hogan was running hot and all that and I was a huge Hulk Hogan fan you know say your prayers eat your vitamins blah 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 
and I was so excited for this movie. And then I watched it, and it made me quit watching wrestling for a while. Such a bad This movie. is what's amazing to me when I think about wrestling, and I think about Hulk Hogan. I mean, he was it in mm-hmm. the 80s, in mm-hmm. some parts of the 90s, when it came to a wrestler, and his crossover appeal was enormous. Mm-hmm. But somehow, The Rock has made Hulk Hogan's Hollywood career look stupid. And I'll, Actually, I don't think it's got hard for him to do. Listen. <laughs> Listen. What was that TV show that he was on? Uh, uh, Thunder in Paradise. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> listen. I, well, I'm just gonna say, Rocky, uh, the Rock, uh, what he's done with his career, and the fact that he still comes back to the WWE, he gives back, mm-hmm. and and he just chews it up, and whatever he does, I mean, he really is a he also uh, does unique he, person. He also doesn't throw out racist slurs or make sex tapes with. Um, <laughs> what do you mean, brother? With, with, <laughs> make, you can't say the N word, brother. Make sex tapes with uh, radio host wives and stuff like that. So you know, you know, Rock's got that going for him too. What have I told you? The Jews run all the media, brother. <laughs> it's like what? What? <laughs> what? Wait a minute. Hey, maybe, maybe hey, Hitler wasn't that bad. He had some good but ideas, right, brother? I do have to say this. <laughs> it was. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> it, it did give us Tiny Lister Jr. Who would go on <laughs> to be Debo in Friday in the Friday movies? So right. we got that going for us. I mean, but think th- about every other wrestler that tried to take their wrestling, their charisma, and then try to have a crossover career in the movies, and even like WWE's attempts at making movies, which are stupid, by the way. Yeah. Uh, they, the only person that could do it is The Rock. I mean, I guess John Cena is playing it smart, and he's being he's, you know, he's doing been cast. It. He's doing things, it the but, right way too, though. I mean. Uh, I've liked most of the movies he's been in. John Cena, uh, he's a funny dude. I mean, he really is. But, um, I mean, okay, Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin's movies are better than Hulk Hogan's, if that tells you anything. Mm -hmm. So, and I think Austin Austin is probably my all-time favorite wrestler. And, like, you know, but he parlayed his, and he did the smart thing. He knew the movie thing wasn't for him. You know, he's doing directed DVD and all that stuff. It just wasn't yeah. his thing. So he went and did the reality stuff with his, uh, the, that Stone Cold Steve Austin challenge and, you know, stuff like that, which plays yeah. off him as a person. And then, of course, you know, he did the podcast thing, which he really was the one that brought about all these wrestling podcasts. I mean, there were wrestling podcasts before that, but he's the one that really brought it to the forefront when he yeah. started his. So, uh, but I don't know. Hogan just, you know, that wasn't the only thing that made me lose a pill in him. I mean, his character just grew, grew stale after a while. What um, do you mean? You want to see my penis, brother? Yeah, exactly. No, I don't. No. I mean, I give him credit. I'm going to have sex with your wife, brother. You're going to be with your brother? <laughs> when he come back, you know, and they did the NWO thing and everything, uh, you know, that's he did. It, that's what they should have done. He should have went heel and so on and so forth. We won't get into it, but, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, the dude's done some stuff, but he's also done some stuff. So there was that. We had that. Um, Glenn posted this. Uh, would you... So everybody's talking about this uh, video on demand theater thing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he's, Glenn said he's hearing that the new Bill and Ted movie will be released on VOD. Are you for this or against it? That's perfectly fine. I mean, they got to... I mean, they spent the money to make this movie. I mean, I'm sure they didn't have to spend too much. My my thought on it was um, I have no problems with it. Um, Bill and Ted, I love the Bill and Ted movies, but 
Bill and Ted is not a movie I have to go to the theater and watch. You know what I'm saying? It's a movie I can watch at home and get as much enjoyment out of it. Yeah. That's just me. Uh, on this day, 30 years ago, which would have been June 1st, Total Recall was released, the original Total Recall. Man, I always remember that movie for that woman with three titties. Three titties, yep. Three titties. <laughs> that, and it's showing right now the clip where Schwarzenegger has that that. Man, we can have a movie with three titties in yeah. it, and it was and amazing. we can and we can have Doritos Locos Tacos, but we still ain't got the damn cure for cancer. Exactly. exactly. What the hell, man. Okay, here's the poll. Top thirteen videos of all time. It was an article. He Josh put this on there. It was a it was an article from timeout.com. What? Why? What does Josh find? Where does he find these things? I don't know, but here's the poll. Is Josh like so, Josh doesn't use the same internet we do? Obviously, Josh is paying to be on the dark web right now, <laughs> pulling like, oh man, get to the top ten, you know, so, cheesecake recipes from uh, analdungbunghole.com. It seems legit. <laughs> Great, Josh. Thanks for that. I don't know if, I, if I'm gonna get in trouble at work. The IT guy's gonna flag <laughs> this because I'm on the dark web. Dark web lord. Uh, anyway, uh, so it's like music videos, like top thirteen. Yeah, top thirteen music videos. First of all, the author of this article. Did anyone fact check them and make sure that they're not thirteen years old or born in the well, year two thousand and five? They were not, but I think they were born in the nineties, or they they were in their teen years in the nineties. Because let me read you this list. All right, well, it's Thriller on it. Thrillers, okay. Thriller is at the top. Sober from Tool. Buddy Holly from Weezer. Now, some of these may have been added. It looks like some of these were added. Okay, Buddy, I'm already, Buddy listen, Holly. I don't hate Weezer, but I'm sitting here and my eye just well, no, listen. Like, what? Buddy Holly was at. It was an added one. Uh, sabotage from the Beastie Boys. I Take, say Sabotage, yes. Take On Me from AHA. Sure. Hurt from Johnny Cash. No, what? Uh, Sledgehammer. The from, video? Yeah. Sledgehammer from Peter Gabriel. Well, the reason, yes. the reason that Hurt video gets a lot of attention is because that's right before he died. He had released that. I'm sitting here doing uh, a wanking motion. Like, I've been mean, listening. Rest in peace, Johnny Cash. Whatever. Go ahead. Being caught stealing Jane's addiction. Uh, it was a big video at the time. Uh, if sure, Nove- but I mean, I remember the video. And I November loved- Rain. Yes, November Rain. Guns sure. Of Roses. Uh, Weapon of Choice. Fat Boy Slim featuring Christopher Walken. Uh, smells mm-hmm. like Teen Spirit. Nirvana. Closer. Nine Inch Nails. Inner Sandman. Metallica. And no rain from Blind Melon. Now, <laughs> which would those? Did a, did a cop? Did a cop make this list? Which <laughs> which which one of those would be your number one pick? Thriller. Yes, that's what I went with. So, Thriller was Thriller was number one with uh, ten votes. Listen, there's something in the 90s that you could definitely always lean on, and that was Michael Jackson making badass music well, videos. Well, don't forget, Thriller was in the 80s, so. That's I lo- fine. But, I, I mean, the thing is, he hit his apex, though, with all these other videos that would always appear on Fox on Sunday night. Remember? Right. Oh, well, Michael Jackson's doing his video. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, my God, Michael Jackson. Right, you remember blah, 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 blah. when uh, the Dangerous album come out and they did the spoof of Black or White on In Living Color? Yes. Gosh, man, was, I was... My sides was hurting. I was laughing so hard when I watched that. Um, but Thriller, that, that was my pick, too. Uh, I know why Sober was on here. I remember when that video dropped. I mean, it's just completely different from, you know, anything. You had the stop-motion animation going on. 
No one put any rap videos on there because, you know, Hype Williams was a pretty big director yeah. of music videos in the late 90s, well, actually 90s and, and most of 2000s. I think, for me, though, um, I, I think late 80s, early 90s, when I think of videos, just because that's when I was, you know, that's when MTV was huge for me and watching them. Uh, I don't think Smells Like Teen Spirit needs to be on here. Hell no, um, neither should Buddy I know, Holly. I know. I know. I know what the song is culturally i mean it changed my entire listening taste you know yeah. um but like the video is just you know i mean it's them in a uh old gym so um yeah the buddy holly one's neat but i don't i don't think it's one of the great and i love weezer don't get me wrong sabotage is hilarious uh, any beastie boys video is great i don't care what it is i really though one of the ones when you think videos like music videos, one of the first ones that always pops in my head is the Take On Me video from AHA. Yep. So, um, but, dude, also Guns N' Roses, though, man, towards before they broke up, I mean, they were listen, making some ridiculously listen. ridiculous videos. November Rain is like... That video is crazy and stuff, but I'm trying to think of... The, like, how, how are they in that church and then it, it focuses outside of church? And then, like, there's, like, a 13-story tall, um, what's his name? Slash playing yeah. guitar in front of that church. Did you notice that? Like, yep. that church yep. is small, but then he's, he's inside gigantic. the church. And then he's gigantic looking down upon the church. What are they trying to say about society in that, church? I mean, obviously it has nothing to do with, like, forced perspective or anything, but... Wrong. I, I <laughs> uh, let me see if I can find the one I'm looking for, because there was one video... The one that they did Do after... Do you know that Slash does not like David Bowie because I guess David Bowie used to have sex with Slash's mom. Did you know that? I did not know that. Well, now you know. I hope he, that Hopefully that blew your mind like finding out Indiana Jones' timeline blew my mind last week. Well, knowing is half of that battle, so, you know. Right, like knowing that the G.I. Joe movie thing... Dude, it's so good. I mean, you can hate the movie, but that movie theme is uh, is awesome. Yeah, it is better than the Transformers. The Transformers movie. Hold on, Jason. You kind of you went in and out. Jason. Hello. You there? I hear you now. Like, yeah, you, you cut out for a little bit. I don't know if I cut out on your end, but you cut out on my end. All right. Well, we'll just keep going, and if I have to cut something out, I will. Cause, uh, That's fine. Uh, but, like, the, the G.I. Joe theme song for the movie, I'll say it here, is better than the Transformers movie theme song the 1986 the theme song thank you when you go into sound yeah. when you go into a soundtrack an overall soundtrack of course that's the only song in gi joe uh the freaking transformers 1986 soundtrack freaking still hits today it's awesome yeah man you can you can have that I mean, you got the but... touch you know you get the power blah 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 uh all that stuff but it still has hot rod in it please shoot me i'm still pissed yeah. off about that as a kid i, I like hot rod Ugh. Uh, but I'm why can't we love Hot Rod, brother? I thought everybody liked Hot Rod. I mean, that's just no, me. just you. Uh, let me see. Why can I not find the flipping song? Estranged. Do you remember the Estranged video from? Yeah, man, he's Guns like swimming with dolphins, like dolphins and, they, and crap in it, and, and then like Slash is playing on the damn this, like naval destroyer. Or was it? Was yes. it Slash playing on it, or was it Axel? Or was it? Was it actually Rose singing on it? I, I don't. I don't know. The video is so crazy, and it's like part of that trilogy because it was like, "Don't cry, 
and November rain and estranged and estranged was like just like complete nuts. You know how long you know how long that song was? Take a guess. It was probably about eight minutes. Nine minutes and forty seven seconds. It man, that whole album's good. Of and utter let's also madness. go back to another thing though, by the way. The reason why the Terminator movies have sucked since part two is that they didn't have Guns, Guns of Roses, Roses. Yeah. did not make an appearance again. Yeah. Okay. I swear to God, you bring Guns of Roses back, get them in the studio. Aren't they like trying to come up with a new album now? Like uh, supposedly. Well, just three of them. Uh, you know, duff Remember Urban Legends and things that weren't supposed to happen in the world? Like for instance, you're never supposed to bring Robin back from the comics. Uh-huh. You know, Robin's supposed to be dead. Robin yep. two. Yep. Uh, you're not supposed to bring Bucky back yep. and you're not supposed to bring Gwen Stacy back and lo and behold what Marvel and DC do they brought them all so back far, all of them and then also back. Chinese Democracy was supposed to come out for the longest time and it didn't remember that and then it didn't it was terrible yes um, I will say this um, I was and we're about to go off on a completely different thing but um, do you remember how staunchly we were all against the Bucky coming back thing until we mm-hmm. read read that uh, read that. Mm. I always thought some mm. of the hardest characters to write are Superman and Captain America. Yeah, and Brubaker made me shut my yes. face when he wrote Captain America, and mm-hmm. I signed. I got in, I got to meet him, and he signed my number one issue when that time we were in Chicago, and he was the nicest guy. The art was phenomenal. I can't remember all the different artists that were on the different arcs. Mm-hmm. But, man, Ed Brubaker's run on Captain man. America is so good. It's so good that I'm about to go back and read it tonight. I, uh, to our listeners, if you've read comic books or you you do our reading or if you've quit and you've never read the Winter Soldier storyline, do yourself a favor and go read it. Uh, if you were it, – it, I was staunchly – I can remember still because we was at the theater – being against bringing Bucky back, I had, no. Had you abs- must not bring Bucky back. Right. No, I was completely against it. I thought it was. Let's bring Uncle Ben back. No, I thought it was a gimmick. Let's bring Gwen Stacy back. No, I, so let's bring Robin too back. No, the people made their decision in the 1980s when they phoned in to kill Robin. By the way, the blood of Robin too is on their hands. Jason, right. did you call that one on her number? Did you I did call? not. That was before my time. Uh, it was huh. before my time. When you it, wouldn't tell me anyways because you're embarrassed. No, I would tell you. You killed I, I would have. Uh, looking back, I probably... I didn't read that much Batman when that was going down. I knew about the call-in thing and all that. I know they didn't have t- uh, cell phones. Or not cell phones. I know they didn't have telephones in Jamestown when you were a kid, but I'm sure you found a way I went to, to make a, a phone call. a pay phone. They had a pay phone in Grimsley, Tennessee. One payphone. One payphone that everybody used. For a used. city of what, three people? It was right beside where the wrestling, 127 Pro Wrestling was. So, if that tells you. Remember them? That was fun. Uh, but, okay, we've completely gone off the rails. Uh, so, that was fun. Uh, Peter Gabriel videos, by the way, in the 80s were always uh, really good and over the top. I discovered Peter Gabriel just recently. Like, actually started listening to his catalog of music. I mean, I, I know his hits, but have you been listening to some... the Have you listened to the Genesis stuff with him, or just his uh, solo stuff? His a lot of his solo stuff. Yeah, check out his Genesis stuff. It's like, um, it's it's pretty out there, kind of psychedelic. Yeah, it's not what you think of Genesis being. You know, the Phil Collins Genesis. Yeah. So, uh, also that released on June first was Star Trek 3 The Search for Spock so some people we're going to go with this one then we're going to get on the emails and get out of here Clay um, some people put in the comments their um, what they thought was their 
they they put their listing, their ranking of the original Star Trek movies, one through six. Um, why well, let me look at all these comments? That's weird. Uh, I'm going to give you some of them, and you let me know what you think. Be thinking of your list, of your ranking order. Let's go ahead and nip this in the bud, Jason. I'm not going to give you a list, and the reason why is I don't care about Star do? Trek. Oh man, that hurts, dude. Here I am I watching Star Trek care. nonstop. About those Star Trek movies, not no, even listen, Star Trek Two. Star Trek Two. I don't. I don't care. I don't give two shits about Khan. I don't care about him. Khan uh, killing his son. Whatever. Uh, I can understand not caring about some of them, but man, Star Trek Two. That was my jam back in the day when I was a kid. I watched it. Listen, I, re- I love Next Generation. I love Deep Space Nine. That's about it. You have just ruined our entire closing point of this episode, Clay. Well, go ahead and talk uh, about it, though. You can still talk no, about I'm it. No, I'm done now. You've done. Hurting. I mean, I don't. I don't give two shits. A bunch of old people that used to be on Enterprise, and, like looking for whales and stuff. I man, mean, whatever. Gosh, oh, I'm a whale. Oh, oh. All right, listeners. Are you Captain Kirk? I expect <laughs> emails from you berating Clay on this <laughs> blasphemy that he has put out here for us. <laughs> All right. Glenn, By the I'm way, I can't do a well impersonation for a shit. I'm, I'm, looking, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at you, Glenn, especially because I know you've still not completely finished with the second grader stuff. So you if can it makes sing- Glenn feel any better, I think Ocha's open. I'm going to go buy some Ocha tomorrow and in, in, in just and just thinking of trash. his memory. You know, what you should do is go buy some and record it. Record yourself throwing it in the trash as soon as you <laughs> walk out. That's exactly what I'll do. And then I'll take a <laughs> shit in the middle of the floor. <laughs> Might probably get arrested <laughs> after getting done beating the crap out of some second graders. Okay, just, just real to quick. Just prove a point. Just real quick. Isaac says uh, his, his uh, ranking is 264. Three, one, and five. Glenn says two, three, six, four, one, five. Um, Don says two, four, three, six, one, and and he doesn't even acknowledge five. Five is a terrible movie, by the way. That's the uh, undisputed country, whatever. Uh, undiscovered country? No. <laughs> um, I'm just saying shit on top of my head now. Uh, what was fives? I can't remember the. It's the one where it's got like the whole god over overtones to it and everything. I can't remember the yeah. name of it. All of a sudden, it was a bad movie. Um. So there's that. I I would go. I don't know. Two. Two. Two's the only one that I that two six. Four. You know what I will do is one, I will try three, to find them on demand and I will five. go back and watch them and then give you my... You'll do what? I'm sorry. I'll, I'll try to go back and watch them and then give you my ranking later on because it has been a minute since I've watched a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. I just don't really care. I, I don't know. I just don't care about them like I do Star Wars. It's weird. But like I said, I love Next Generation. I love Picard. He's probably my favorite captain. I mean, right. but oh, I really did like Deep Space Nine as well, especially when... They have they were out in that uh, Jim Hadar war whatever. Mm-hmm. I hope you start watching that next, by the way, because it gets really good. I, I'm planning on it. That's my plan is to just get roll through them all. So we'll see. All right, Clay. Well, that's it. Um, I, I had big plans for that Star Trek stuff, and then you just shot them in the foot. So we'll just move <laughs> on. We'll just move on from there. Uh, let's move into some emails. We've got a few emails this week. We're going to start off with uh, one from Josh. 
He says, what was the last movie you watched in the theater? That's just, he has a few questions, so we're going to start with that. Last movie you watched at the theater, Clay? Shoot. His was, been, uh, I think it was Rise of Skywalker. His was Rise of Skywalker as well, and it was actually mine because I had done a um, second viewing to make sure I still didn't like it as much as I did the first time. <laughs> Excuse me. And then he says, what was the last concert you saw live before all of this happened? I couldn't even tell you. His was, and I'm very jealous this one, it was the Birds of a Feather uh, at Basement East, which was Chris and Rich Robinson doing an acoustic set. Uh, mine would have probably been probably Old Crow Medicine Show at the Ryman, I think was the last thing I watched live, if I remember right. Um, I can't think of anything else. So, there was that. He just likes to remind us of how no, you can do nothing. There's nothing you can do now. That sounds like Josh, in a nutshell. Uh, following that up, we got one uh, Brandon wrote back into the podcast. He says, uh, what's up, Taylor Swift squad? Thank you, Brandon. Uh, what movie would be... See, we tr- Okay, we try to not talk about episode nine of Star Wars, but people keep bringing it up. What movie would be greatly improved if it was made into a musical? Maybe Star Wars episode nine. Emperor Palpatine could sing some opera in it. And then he has a question for us. Uh, any movies off the top of your head that you'd rather see as a musical? Highlander. Yes, that's a good one. I would like oh, yeah. to see all of the Fast and the Furious movies as a musical. Please stop. That'd Just be great. Stop. Would that not be awesome? Think about it. Yeah, yeah. so we could see Vin Diesel's range. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'd rather see another Chronicles of Riddick movie, by the way. Uh, they're making one. or they're, I, I read somewhere that they're trying to get one off the ground as we speak, actually. Hmm. So he has a question for us, Clay. Um, I think you'll get it right. It's he... I don't know. We'll let's see. The question is: The Marvel character Iron Man first appeared in which comic book? Uh, Tales uh, of Suspense, I think. You got it. His his uh, his choices were Amazing Adventures, Tales to Astonish, Strange Tales, and Tales of Suspense. So got him. I didn't even have. I mean, I didn't even think. I literally responded no. with like, "Boom!" I I do find it funny because. Um, I told him when he sends these in, he'll send one email that has the question and another email that has the answer. And I tell him, Brandon, when you send those in, I can see the answer, even though I know it already, in the second yeah. email. So now he sends in, this week he sent in uh, the full lyrics for Ace of Bases, The Sign. So he's smart, that Brandon, yeah, I tell he's you. He's sneaky, but he's going to have to try better. Try harder, I guess is what I should say. And then finally, yeah. we have one from Glenn. Oh. And this is a hot, this is a hot dog question. Now, Clay, I know your thoughts on this, but I'm gonna let you get it out there yourself. Mustard and onions, no ketchup. First, I noted that Clay never denied getting beat up by those second graders. <laughs> He's referring to while you were on a two week sabbatical. Just throwing that out there. I'm assuming. Uh, next, do you guys think it's socially acceptable to, for adults to put ketchup on their hot dogs? I have a general rule against ketchup and mayonnaise, so I always go mustard on dogs. How oh do you guys take your hot dog? Mustard and onions. Definitely no ketchup. You were nine years uh, nine years old a long time ago. That's I, would, I would prefer to have just a hot dog in a bun than somebody to run it with some ketchup. 
or mayonnaise. And, and, and all jokes aside, I mean, eat what you want, put whatever whatever you want on it, you know, whatever makes you happy. I mean, that's how, exactly how I feel about life in general. But um, ketchup, though, it has the ability to destroy anything that's on because you put too much of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I back in the day would see people putting ketchup on like the square pizzas at lunch, and I was like, huh, mm-hmm. I'll try that. It's not that bad. But the thing is, you, all you taste is ketchup. The only thing I think ketchup really pairs up well with is meatloaf and or french fries. Yes. And that's, I think that's about, that's about it. it. Okay. Um, he says... May- oh, also mayonnaise. His thing about mayonnaise. I only will put mayonnaise on a turkey sandwich with mustard. I put... Or on a hamburger. I put mayonnaise in the trash. And that's the only place that it should be accepted at is oh, in the trash. Is not bad. I just don't put it on everything. Mayonnaise is disgusting. That's just me, though. Uh, lastly, any suggestions for what to watch to take advantage of my new 4K TV? I've been watching The Mandalorian, which is delightful. Clay, you have a new shiny TV. Any suggestions for uh, 4K content? If he's, well, if he, I mean, YouTube. I mean, if your TV has the app, the 4K version of YouTube, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, because there's all kinds of really cool videos on there. Mm-hmm. Um you know, Disney right now is like the only service besides Amazon that you don't have to pay extra or right. that a lot of their content's in 4K. So I would definitely watch if, anything on... If I could get my hands on a 4K copy of Planet Earth, that would be, you know, that would be what yeah. I think of right off the top of my head. Um, I think that uh, Avengers Infinity War really pops in 4K. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really nice. I, I mean, when you think about any flashy, you know, explodey type of thing... Or, you know, nature shows in general, stuff like that, that really just pops. You know, HDR really, like I told you, it makes yeah. a difference, though. Once, Jason, once you find an HDR TV, yeah. you're going to be amazed. And I can't remember. Did Glenn tell us what kind of TV he, he purchased? Um, I think so. I don't have it right in front of me. Okay. Um, he also says, Hope this finds everyone well. And, Jason, it's awesome that you share your space with your daughter. It shows what an excellent father you are. You should be mm-hmm. proud of yourself, man. Someday sooner than you think, she will be gone. She'll be grown, and you will have this time together to remember. Uh, you're right. Um, I when I say my Barbie Dreamhouse cave, I do that in, in jest. I mean, you know. Uh, do you? I do. <laughs> I do. Um, you know. I mean, uh, when you have kids, that's what it's all about. It's about them. And if she's happy, I'm happy. You know. Yes. Yeah, if, if she's if she's mad, she lets me know. So it all gets worked out. But, um, uh, you know, as long as I can still play some Xbox or something somewhere, I'm good. So it's all good. Uh, thank you, Glenn. Uh, thank you to everybody who wrote in this week. As always, please send those emails to rfn.podcast1 at gmail.com. Uh, Clay, I do have for us this week a bit of geek history. Uh, moments in geek history. Uh, I'm wondering. I was worried. Brought to you by Hulk Hogan. What's up, brother? <laughs> so, Clay. What do you uh, mean I can't sexually harass women, brother? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Going to hell. Uh, on this day, which would be June 5th when it drops, on this day in geek history in 1977, the Apple II. One of the earliest commercially successful personal computers went on sale for the first time. The 8-bit Apple II was designed primarily by Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak 
The Apple II remained in production, though it did have multiple versions until 1993 when the Apple IIe production ceased. So there it is. That is a moment in geek history. Apple. Moments in geek history brought to you by did Racist you, Hulk Hogan. Did, did, you, did you ever uh, mess with the Apple IIs much? Did you have them in um, school? Yeah, I had them in school. Yeah. We, we had like one for the entire school, maybe two. Uh, we didn't get to mess with them that much here you know i mean that's the way it is but uh i always thought it was cool it was kind of neat so never did mess with them that much myself so clay uh with that is there anything else you would like to add before we get out of here this week Nah, man i'm good awesome uh clay glad you were able to join me again this week Mm -hmm. uh we will come back next week and hopefully something uh some good news will have happened Something. And we'll have something good to talk about in this in this uh in these sad times we're living in right now. Uh but I hope that we brought a smile to somebody's face out there while we were talking about whatever nonsense we did, as usual. And uh with that, you can find us on all the podcast streaming sites out there and please make sure and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, just search for Ramblings from Nowhere. You can find us on Twitter at From Ramblings and on Instagram, it's RFN underscore podcast. Also, don't forget to send us those emails with any questions or comments to RFN.podcast1 at gmail.com. Clay, where can everybody find you on the social medias? On incredibly sad and depressing Twitter at SweetJJ, the number one, the letter S. You can find me on Twitter as well at Jason76Z. And with that, we are out. Yep, brother. Period blood, you know. Drink it all the time, brother. Little fun. Ain't nothing wrong with it, brother. So terrible. Terrible, 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 terrible.